Exactly. So. Who the devil are you? Don't panic. Just come up with a good story. My name is Mr. Burns. Excellent. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hello, Mr. Burns, a Simpsons research podcast where we talk about the Simpsons episodes from the golden era. And um, I forget how to say the introduction to my episodes because it's been so long. It's also that wonderfully magical time between Christmas and New Year's where I feel like just everything stops and it's fantastic. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's happening. And um, I had a ham sandwich for breakfast. So I guess you could say my 2022 is wrapping up just fine. He certainly broke up that meeting. Right now I'm thinking about holding another meeting in bed. So today's episode that we'll be tackling is season two, episode 15, which is titled, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, brother, where are thou? Take it easy, buddy. They moved across the street. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if this episode is fun. I actually find it a little bit depressing, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, for, so before we get into anything else, let's dive into a quick synopsis so you know what we're talking about. So in this episode, Homer discovers that he has an illegitimate half-brother who is now a very, very successful car manufacturer named Herb Powell. I'm your baby brother, Homer. Hello? 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 Stupid phone! Hey, hey, knock it off! I'm here! We're just silent because of the emotion involved. Oh, sorry. Just as a side note, you hear this bit about um, Abe Simpson, Grandpa Simpson, of course, discussing how uh, Herb Pal came into existence. And I'm pretty sure this bit got cut from um, TV. She did things your mother would never do. Like have sex for money. Um, interestingly, they did cut the word bastard from this episode, especially when airing in the UK, even though it's used correctly in saying that Herb Powell is a bastard child. So the Simpsons are invited to stay at Herb's mansion. And considering that Homer is the average American and a typical consumer, Herb asks him to design a brand new car for the company. Call me back and say the exact opposite of everything you just said. Yellow. Um, Homer Simpson is a... Brilliant man with lots of well-thought-out practical ideas. He is ensuring the financial security of this company for years to come. Oh, yes. And his personal hygiene is above reproach. It is, however, a complete and total disaster and results in Herb's bankruptcy. The name of the episode, of course, is a reference to a fictional book called Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou, which was in Sullivan's Travels, which sounds like Gulliver's Travels, but it's not. I looked it up. The character of Herb Powell is played by none other than the god himself, Danny DeVito. Okay, let's have a look at this episode a little bit more in depth. Um, So as I said, this episode used to upset me as a child and kind of as I've gotten older, I'm a little bit like, it's it's just it's not a very happy episode. So um. The original ending did have Herb coming up with a brand new idea as the bus pulled away and it was supposed to sort of give hope to the audience. Um, But they decided to chop that for whatever reason. And it's said that most fans were so upset with the sad ending of this episode that as a result, the producers decided to write a sequel in which Herb would be given a kinder fate. So, of course, the resulting episode was um, Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes, which aired in 1992. Um, And that was supposed to redeem sort of Herb's story arc. I don't know why. I guess it kind of reminds me of like, um, I think there was an episode of Rugrats. This is, this is really going back, but there was an episode of Rugrats where I remember they go to the supermarket to do all their grocery shopping 
And as they're driving away, Stu has forgotten to shut the boot of the car and all of their groceries fall out. And it's supposed to be quite a funny thing. It's supposed to be like the exclamation point on the end of the joke. But as a kid, I was like, that's really upsetting. They've just lost all of their groceries. It's going to cost money. They're going to they're going to have to go back to the store again. So um, I had that kind of same feeling with this episode where, you know, her pal took a chance, decided to design a new car. And um, he did it with the love for a brother that he never knew he had and his love of family. And it ended up costing him everything. So it's one of those things where, God, I hope this happens to Elon Musk one day and he just loses everything. But yeah, what can I say? Oh, by the way, sorry, this is going off on a complete tangent. I've actually gone off on my script. If you get the chance, have a good Google to see um, the series of tweets put up by Azealia Banks when she was invited to the house of Elon Musk and Grimes and pretty much apparently Grimes just something happened with Elon. I think this was around the time when he changed the stock to $4.20 instead of $4.19. I don't know anything about stocks, but anyway, so he was having a bit of a meltdown with work and Grimes disappeared and Azealia Banks was just kind of locked in their house for like four days. And she documented the whole thing. And it's so fascinating Um, And she talks about how she calls Elon Musk apartheid Clyde, which is my new favorite insult, and talks about how bad Grimes smells. It's fantastic. It really is. But um, yeah. Anyway, let's get back onto The Simpsons. So for this episode, of course, we have to talk about Danny DeVito himself. Um, I headed to Danny DeVito's Wikipedia page because um, I love him. I know him, but I don't really know that much about him. And what I found was interesting was that he kind of begun his career as an actor while he was working as a beautician in his sister's salon. Um, and he was searching for a professional makeup instructor. He wanted to work in as a makeup artist and sort of in that beauty realm. And that led him to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, where he ended up graduating from there. So it's just sort of an interesting origin story. I quite like it. Um, like most people, I feel like I first discovered Danny DeVito watching the 1996 film Matilda, which was my obsession. I loved that film. Um, I'd kind of been brought up in all of Roald Dahl's books, so I knew the book Matilda really well. Um, but seeing it brought to life, especially Miss Trunchbull, was fantastic. So this film was actually directed by Danny DeVito, who also produced, narrated, and starred in the film. Um, And I didn't realize that his real life wife, Rhea Perlman, played his wife in the film. How cool is that? I mean, take a look at you and me. You chose books. I chose looks. I have a nice house, a wonderful husband, and you were slaving away teaching snot-nosed children their ABCs. I knew Danny DeVito was an actor, but I didn't realize he was quite heavily into filmmaking. And um, I did spot his name as one of the producers nominated for an Academy Award for Best picture for Aaron Brockovich. So just lastly, um, the whole plot line with um, a controversially designed. So just lastly, we get the storyline of a controversially designed car being um, the ultimate demise of a company from um, the Edsel car, which was one of Ford's greatest failures. In fact, it's said to be one of the greatest car flops in history. So it is said that the day that um, Ford debuted this car, which was in 1957, is now called E-Day because it was the most destructive day for this poor company. Actually, no, they're contributing to global warming. We're not going to call them a poor company. 
Anyway, so at launch, Ford had made 18 different versions of the Edsel, which was unheard of because usually most companies um, only offer like a couple of models. It was supposed to be everything American car buyers wanted. Like that's, they designed it to, they thought they'd really hit their niche. But basically from the start, the Edsel had quality and reliability issues, which means that um, given the price tag, which was a hefty, almost four grand, which was a lot more than their other cars, meant that a lot of people didn't want to buy it. Um, They'd also started developing the Edsel in 1955 based off polling data from car shoppers. Unfortunately, they took all this really crucial information from shoppers about what they want, what they need in a car, and completely ignored it all. So that was like another disaster. Um, So aside from the fact that it didn't run well, it was expensive, and it's not what people asked for, one of the things that um, a lot of experts and a lot of car lovers talk about is the decision to make the car ugly. Ford designers wanted this car to stand out on the road, so they came up with this genius idea. They decided instead of horizontal grills, they were going to make a vertical grill. See, the thing is that a car's grill has a specific purpose, right? It allows air into the engine bay to keep the engine cool. I think, I'm not sure, my last car broke down at an intersection and um, I cried until the mechanic came. So with these like vertical grills, in order to get enough oxygen into the engine, they had to be gigantic. So um, actually Google, of like have a look at a photo of this car because it looks really funny. It's just got this gigantic grill right in the middle. It's so ugly. Presenting the car designed for the average man, the Homer. <gasps> what have I done? I mean, the zoo was fun, but I'm ruined. <laughs> um, another reason this car failed, of course, was that it was launched at the start of a recession. So no one could afford it. It was ugly and it was pointless. In true fashion, though. As of today, they say that the Edsel convertible models can fetch as much as $47,000. They're like a little collector's item. Anyway, guys, I think that's the end of another episode. So um, I'm actually recording this lying on my back on my floor because it is that time in between New Year's and Christmas. And I truly believe it is a time to remain horizontal as long as possible. Just looking at my notes, it looks like another, the next episode on the chopping block is season two, episode 16. Bart's dog gets an F. Um, I haven't actually written down what this episode's about, but I think let's test my, let's test my peanut brain. This is the episode where Santa's little helper is misbehaving so badly. I think he tears up Marge's quilt and it's kind of like the Simpsons decide unless Santa's little helper can get the right training from a dog trainer, they're going to have to give him away. I think that's it. Please don't get mad if I got that wrong. Um, if I got it right, you're welcome. Be awed. Everyone else is. It's great. Anyway, guys, so wherever you are in the world, whether or not you've um, just celebrated New Year's, if you're like me and you're looking down the barrel at the end of 2022, hope you've had a fantastic time. It has been a very long, difficult year. So um, yeah, keep holding out. 2023 sounds like it's going to be good. Um, If I keep saying that, maybe it'll happen. Manifestation. Anyway, guys, be well. My name is Perry. And um, yeah, with our lovely little X-Files closer, here we go. And so concludes our tale. Good night, and keep watching the skis. Uh, skies. 